Hello and welcome to The Gaming Podcast. The Gaming Podcast is the official podcast of Gaming Magazine. You can obviously read all of our stories at GamingMag.com. That's G-A-Y-M-I-N-G Mag.com. Before we get started today, I do want to give you a content warning uh, regarding, obviously, the ongoing uh, COVID-19 coronavirus crisis that is happening. Um, We are here to entertain. We're here to inform. And there probably will be times when we are making light of a situation. Uh, That's our way of coping and getting through this. And we hope that while you are uh, taking whatever precautions you're taking, that you enjoy this and still uh, enjoy what we're doing, basically. Um, Please, please, please follow uh, all instructions from your local government and health health authority. Uh, This is something none of us uh, ever have had to live through before. Hang tough. We'll get through this together as a community. Um, and also please support local and LGBTQ businesses where possible and safe to do so. A quick shout out to our Discord. Uh, isolation does not have to be lonely. Come and hang out with the gamers from all around the world. Go to gamingmag.com forward slash Discord. Today I'm joined on the show by Matt Cameron. Hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to <laughs> Podcast Doomsday Edition. End, end game or whatever we're going to call this episode. Um, so yeah, we're just going to have a normal, uh, chat about what we normally talk about on these things. But this time we're in the, uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane, like, podcast bunker. Yes, we're sat. John Goodman is stopping us from leaving. We're sat in a proved distance apart from each other. Um, not that we're ever really sat much closer than this desk (laughs) and these microphones. Anyway, um, and yeah, this will possibly also be the last one of these podcasts we do in this style. Um, for the foreseeable, we'll probably move to a more digital uh, sort of thing. This is why we only have Matt in today. Is people are making their own decisions uh, about safety and whatever else, and, and travel, obviously. So, and, and just to like break the illusion, we live reasonably close to each other, so yes. we can get together to record. Yes, exactly. I, I didn't go on the sort of bus or train for too long this morning, and I certainly didn't lick any any of the seats or whatever else one normally does on a bus. I don't know these things. I mean, that's pretty like common, isn't it? You just like fillet the. Uh, <laughs> I think so, yeah. Lick the window, all all the usual sort of stuff that you do on a bus. Um, Yes, so um, we've already got off to a really good start of taking this seriously. Um, So yeah, so let's crack on with the show. Um, Things we've been playing, uh, the usual segment to start off, uh, what's in your slot. So things we've been playing, I've been playing Animal Crossing. But not the new Animal Crossing. Not the one that you've been playing, no. (laughs) Um, I've been playing New Leaf. So um, I think I mentioned it on a past show that I'm a an Animal Crossing virgin, or was an Animal Crossing virgin, I should say. You've um, popped your Animal Crossing cherry. Yes, Tom Nook has... <laughs> Tom Nook has violated you. <laughs> well, he bloody well has charging 10,000 bells down payment for my sodding house, and then 30,000 that I still have to pay, the little shit. Wait, he, t- he charges 49,800 bells just to move you to a deserted island in the new one. Jesus Christ. We should also go and have Tom Nook's job. <laughs> Let me sell you a deserted island for 50,000 bells. Mm, okay. Um... My partner, Chris, got me um, New Leaf on 3DS as a way of sort of getting back into things. Um, and yeah, so that's what I've been playing. And it, it's, 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 it's as beautifully sort of uh, mind-numbingly amazing as I thought it was going to be, um, which in the current climate is a great thing to have. Um, and my particular sort of interest is... And the one thing I took... Actually, the one thing that took me a while to get my head around was time and how time moves. Like normally, I'm used to these sort of like uh, games like GTA or whatever that it's have like one minute per second. Yeah, it, like accelerated uh, yes, time scale. Exactly. Yeah, and this is um, real time. Yeah, this is actual real time, and I'm sort of sitting there going, "But I really, really want to go and do Catch this." Catch a bug or, at night, or yeah, something, or, yeah. Or, or, yeah. It, it says come back at night, or no, the bloody annoying one actually is when I get up in the morning and I sort of check in with Bottomley, as my village is called Bottomley. Um, <laughs> I just no want comment. no. Um, I invaded bottom. No, no. Um, and I need to go to the shops or whatever. And it's like, oh, the shop opens at 9 a.m. And it's like, well, it's 8 a.m. And I've got to start work at 9. Can we, <laughs> can we crack on with this? <laughs> and Chris told me, obviously, there is a way you can obviously sort of fiddle with the system clock on. You, you do, well, on that, or, or as, as you get further into the game, you can basically engage in democracy and like put it to the people. Like, we should open our shops earlier. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, and like, it's, it's, it's very soft democracy because they always agree with what you want <laughs> that's my kind of democracy it's like authoritarian <laughs> dictatorial democracy but it's like trump and the gop moving on <laughs> um uh, yes yeah, so um yeah so i'm 
running around my little my little town, uh, playing some really cool stuff. Um, and I, I'm still <laughs> I'm still trying to get used to actually talking to people and dealing with their sort of concerns or issues or whatever else. And I'm like, I'm a fabulous mayor. Why am Why am I still not a hundred percent? Why have I not got my development permit yet? And at the time just isn't moving. And you're sort of but, sat but there. But that, that's God's that's sake. always been the appeal. Um, I get of I have to admit. the Animal Crossing games. You, they are just this chill, mm. relaxing, take things as they happen experiences. And like, as and I, I guess if it was like if, if it's powering along at like a ninety mile an hour, you're literally like, go here, do this, grab this, shake if, this tree. Oh my want, god, it's a beehive. If you want that, play SimCity. True, right? If you yes. if you want, just want to build or you know, city skyline, mm. you know, play something that lets you build a a city management metropolis in accelerated time. Animal Crossing is just about, as I said in my review, which we'll come to later, like, it's just about being nice mm. and making friends and writing letters to non-player character goat people and yeah, I haven't figured that bit out yet. Coconuts and taking coke what coconuts? Okay, coconuts. Yeah. Um, that might speed time up. <laughs> <laughs> Your character furiously shaking a tree. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fucking fruit. Um which is what I'm I get called, which is what I get called on a Saturday <laughs> night. No. Um and I uh what was I saying? Uh time stuff, shaking the, trees. The, the time dilation principle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. And and so being sort of like going around being writing letters, that's where yeah. we were. Sorry, this show is gonna be an absolute shit show. But whatever. Just sit back and enjoy it. That's all you can <laughs> we're, do we're anyway. We're already swearing a that's lot more. All you can do anyway. It is the apocalypse, so hey. It, it, fuck uh, it. Disclaimer, um, it is not actually the apocalypse. <laughs> be sensible, be safe. We will get through this. Yes, definitely. Mm. The um send memes. <laughs> yeah. Join the Discord. We've got loads of fun memes and everything else on there, and not many people are taking this. They are taking it seriously, but we're getting through this in a shared. D- genuinely, humor. humor is a coping mechanism. Absolutely, yeah. um, humor and exercise. To be honest with yeah. you, which is difficult, obviously, if you're stuck indoors. Yeah. Um, again, we'll come to that in a bit. But PSA, exactly. Yeah. Um, writing letters. So writing letters to other to NPCs, they sort of suggested to me like, "Can you write a letter?" And I'm like, "Well, yeah." And I sort of wrote a letter to the I can't remember her name, Meringue, the 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 rhinoy one, mm. and I was like, "You have nice shoes." And just left it at that, and I was like, "Just, just but, my, but, my letter writing but, just sounds stalkerish." But they write back, and they're just so happy with. Well, she hasn't written back said. to me yet, the bitch. Well, she will. Like, I in um, New Horizons, I just went and visited one of my few, at the moment, island cohabitees, and gave her a gift of a stone I'd picked up, and she was delighted. <laughs> Simple things. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, that's enough Animal Crossing uh, for now. I think we're going to talk a lot more about it very soon. Um, what have you been playing? So review season is kind of kicking off um, a bit later than usual this year, usually after the sort of post-Christmas lull, because all the publishers want their games out to get sales at Christmas. You have a bit of a, a lag of releases, and that usually starts to pick up around late January, early February. It feels like it's there's not been many big releases this year so far. But now in the space of... A week and a half i've been playing uh, animal crossing new horizons doom eternal persona 5 royal um uh, ori and the will of the wisp mm. um it ju- it's just all come at once um so i mean i've suddenly realized that what i do on a daily basis is just self-isolation anyway that's it and i, th- I think that's one of the things like the gamers are like everyone in the world is like self-isolation oh my god well how are we going to cope and the gamers are all sat there going we got this <laughs> this is our moment finally our hobbies of <laughs> interesting i'm seeing a lot of people um people that i know in real life and just people that i you know follow on twitter um who deal with anxiety and they're all i say all in my anecdotal experience all are sharing variations of like they feel like the world is finally resonating at their kind of mental frequency like they've been they've spent their whole lives dealing with anxiety and now everything else is is matching that and they feel like a a, a weird kind of calmness about it all yeah i imagine it's sort of i mean my anxiety levels if I, if I stop and think about it too long my anxiety levels are through the roof but i just try and sort of keep going and run around picking up shells um and 
No, I, I think you're absolutely right. And that's I in real life. That's absolutely that's yeah. And no, I'm hoarding those shells. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's, I think it's absolutely right. I, and I think with people with anxiety, they're they're probably actually sat there going, "Well, now you know how we feel on a daily basis." Very much so. Yeah. Very sort of much an existential crisis almost every day. Mm. Um, so yeah, um, love to you all out there. Um, stay indoors. Stay indoors. Collect shells. Exactly. Exactly. So you've been playing Doom. Talk to me about Doom. Um, Doom is oddly beautiful for a, a literal apocalyptic yes. setting. Um, it have uh, it, the developers, id Software, have made a staggeringly beautiful rendition of the end of the world. Hell has invaded, but also there are remnants of giant robots that humanity has used to try and fight off these like towering titans. And ah, it's awesome. Um, like, but you don't get a lot of opportunities to just kind of stop and take that in because mm. it is a ridiculously fast, frantic game. Yeah, it's it's not one that you sort of pull up a chair and just sit back and enjoy the view. Really, no, because um, you do, you're going to have your head blown off. And like, I, I played Doom 2016, the the reboot slash mm-hmm. reimagining slash kind of continuation. I think like they're they're really hazy on whether it's in continuity with the early ones. Um, but uh, most of the shooters I play, uh, I tend to take a, a stealthier approach, and you you cannot play Doom stealthily. Doom is uh, a <laughs> my kind of game. <laughs> it, it's a it's a nineteen eighties metal album art cover yeah. brought to life that you just like blast your way through, and if you slow down for a second, you're dead. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's not how I play shooters. So it's like literally a, how I play every game, <laughs> even Animal Crossing, e- even your Lego game obsession. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. I, Lego's easy. You just go and smash everything. That's fair, literally I w- my game. I, 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 would, I would love to see how well, uh, TT Games would do like a Lego stealth game. Um, okay, here comes my my nerdiness. There are some parts of Lego games where you do have to duck, hide, cover. Um, I recall the uh, Lego Harry Potter where you have to use the invisibility cloak and you have to sort of tiptoe around a little mm. bit. But it's always done with that sort of funny comedy side of yeah. things. And if you get... I want to see Metal Brick Solid. <laughs> yes. Metal Gear Solid is a game that I played for about 10 minutes, um, and I just constantly get being killed because I just want to shoot someone. And it's just like, oh, you have to hide under a bed. And I'm like, well, I've hidden under the bed. Now shall I come out? No, you have to still hide under the bed. And I'm like, 10 minutes later, I'm like, I'm still hiding under this fucking bed. But Metal Gear Solid 5, by the time... Uh, once you've finished hiding under beds and you've escaped the hospital right at the start, you're yeah. riding like a giant flaming horse by and being chased by like a, a mutant demigod thing as you try and escape through a jungle. Like, it it escalates. Mm. Mm. The Doom is, is my kind of game. Because like I say, I don't do stealth. I... Stealth also, if nobody lives, then that surely is stealth as well. If nobody lives to tell the tale, that's a stealth approach. I'm I'm just glad you don't work in like <laughs> social policy development. <laughs> um, um, but no, no, Doom it, it's unabashedly old school. Okay. Like it, it, the single player campaign is still very. Um, broadly linear mm. um but there's plenty of reward for kind of in that kind of classic id software way kind mm. of going off the beaten track finding like a hidden area that will have like a little trinket that kind of rewards you for going off but th- the biggest change i think with eternal from doom 2016 is it feels a lot more um almost parkourish. um okay. the, the doom slayer this like massive hunk of meat that you play as that carries like twin cannons on every arm can somehow still like climb up walls and like vault swing off poles and stuff and it's it's stupid in the best way like like this this is a man who is like a mountain of a muscle and armor and weapons who shouldn't be able to like move yeah well we all in the the gay world we all know enough muscle sort of dudes out there that can barely run because they spent far too long lifting weights and forgot about the cardio element of life. Um, so yeah, thinking about sort of someone who's absolutely stacked like that, still sort of vaulting and diving and slinking and whatever else is yeah. equally hilarious. Yeah, um, and the, the weapons are over the top and stupid and brilliant. And like the, the super shotgun now has a meat hook on it, so you can you can fire it off as like a, right. a kind of grappling hook to move environmentally, or you can like disembowel your enemies with it. Cool. It, it, it's swell sounds good um what else have i been playing i've um went back to mario odyssey 
um, for no other reason than I hadn't played it for a while. Um, it was sort of last on my list. You know, on Switch, you scroll all the way to the end. Yeah. It says, like, this is the the game you haven't played recently. So Before I, you go into the full library. <clears throat> yeah. That, yeah. yeah. So I sort of dragged that... Excuse me. <clears throat> so I sort of dragged that up to uh, the front and put my card in and had a little play. Um, it's really pretty. I'd forgotten how fun and pretty it was. Mm. Although the one thing that always sort of confused me slightly, and I'm still going around doing a perfectly good job of hitting all the uh, achievements and the objectives and whatever else, but... I don't feel like I'm a, I'm using the hat and the sort of skill sets like half as much as I should be because it keeps constantly coming up with you have to take off the Joy-Cons and wave your hands around and all do all this sort of stuff. And I'm like, I don't just want to play it. I just want to push buttons. But well, it seems I to mean, still the be going okay. The, the Joy-Con stuff is mostly optional. Like um, yeah. I, I played it um, almost entirely at home, the Switch docked yeah. using the Pro Controller. Pro controller yeah. And like that yeah. skips all of that. Um it, it it sort of it it actually in in a Mario way I feel like it sort of scratches my Lego itch a bit because mm. it's a sort of similarish sort of concept of relatively linear story in a sandbox kind of environment. Well, good sir, you'll be pleased to know there's Lego Super Mario coming soon. There is, and that's that's a scary possibility. Um, but it's not F- it's, financially scary. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's neither a video game nor is it a Lego set because mm. it's actually for those of you who haven't seen it, go and check out GamingMag.com. Um, because there's a uh, sort of feature on it on there. But it, it, it's basically... Nintendo and Lego are partnering to build actual yeah. physical... Physical, l- a physical Mario set, inspired then sets. you play... You have to play the video game, so you have mm. to run down the thing and then jump on something. Yeah. And the, the Lego Mario, car- Mario, Mario character um, has like a coin counter in his chest um, mm. and makes all the sort of hits. I mean... I, I think it's, it's a really interesting project, and it really reinforces the fact that Nintendo always sees itself at, at a fundamental level as a toy company first. Yes. Like, they've never been bothered about competing with its with its rivals in the gaming or technology space, uh, which is why you know, the the Wii, which came out when HD, like 1080p mm-hmm. screens were already standard, was essentially still a, a 480p yeah. console yep. because they, they didn't care about getting into the numbers game. Yep. Um, and they, the, they also don't really care. And obviously, obviously there are ports like Outer Worlds, um, but even that is done in an animation style that's not hyper-real. Mm. Like, I don't think Nintendo has ever really embraced any kind of realism in their game production. I think I'm fairly safe in saying that. Mm, I, I think it's Everything's fair, done it's in fair, an animated style, is it, what I'm it's, it's fair to say with Nintendo's own first-party properties. Yes. Um, they, so they part own now the Fatal Frame mm-hmm. uh, slash Project Zero, uh, depending on the territory you're in, um, horror series, and that's more realistic. Mm. Um, but that's just off the top of my head. Um, yeah, but I, I, I think what you were saying, going back to sort of like the Nintendo stable, mm. I think nearly everything they do, you would say is merchandisable as well, or toyable, or yeah. But I, I think it's more like the, their ethos has always been um, they make experiences mm. for their hardware, their and that those experiences happen to be what we would broadly call video games to yeah. the rest of the world yeah. but they don't ever really chase the video game industry obviously they're part of it you know they'll show up at industry mm. events they go to e3 or egx or gamescom or you know all these events but they they don't fundamentally care what yeah. sony or microsoft or back in the day yeah. sega because they, they very much play their own yeah. game don't they literally yeah. and and this this lego partnership ties mm. in with that because it it's like we are a toy company this is another way of merging technology with toys and bringing two like yep. beloved brands together and it's, an, it's a really interesting sort of uh, step because what they did in the past obviously was having uh here's a brain test um so the amiibos and also the lego creators mm-hmm. where you built the lego set and then stood it on the mat and then it plugged into the game or something lego Did dimensions it? dimensions that was it um Yes, that's it. So you you actually have to buy all these sets. So you're buying a physical thing, but then it's inserting itself into the video game world. Yeah. Whereas this is actually a physical thing, which is taking stuff from the video game world. Mm. So it's an interesting sort well, of next step in this whole iteration. I think of, the difference there is like Lego Dimensions was chasing the same Toys to Life market that Skylanders created. Yes. And the Disney one as well. Uh, Disney Infinity. Infinity, yeah. yes, that was it. Um, Amiibo when Nintendo launched them, looked like they were 
Nintendo's answer to Toys to Life, mm. but there's there's never been like a central amiibo game. No. They all operate independently with different games. Um and that's actually a stroke of genius. Mm. Uh cuz you know Skylanders, Disney Infinity, uh Lego yep. Dimensions that they're, they're all gone now, yep. but people will still pay silly money for amiibos. And that was the biggest problem I think with the whole sort of Disney thing and the and the Lego one and the and the Skylanders is there's so much money. And it's just like, as, as a, I, I'm obviously a huge Doctor Who fan, and I only really wanted to play Lego Dimensions because of that amazing... The Doctor Who expansion. The Doctor Who yeah. expansion, which had like all 12 Doctors, um, all their TARDISes uh, reimagined in Lego mm-hmm. interiors and everything else. And that sounded really, really cool. But then you had to pay, was it like £10 for a set of two or something? And it's like, it, if you well, add it all together, my Christ, yeah, buying the game, tip of the iceberg. Yeah. And... Like, with Lego Dimensions in particular, it, um, there were three tiers of expansion. So you had um, the cheap ones with just some character add-ons. Then you had ones that were characters in like a vehicle or mm. a weapon or something. And then you had the the level sets, which added new story into the core yeah, Dimensions was, game. Yeah. So I think it was a, a little bit of a confusing business model anyway. Yeah. But um, yeah, we've gone wildly off what we're playing at the moment. I mean, we're miles away. Mm. Um, Ori and the Will of the Wisp. Mm. Um as I repeatedly say, I love me a Metroidvania. That is um, one of the best Metroidvanias around. Um, long-awaited sequel to uh, Ori and the Blind Forest. Uh, beautifully animated. Stunning music. Yeah. Um, in, in a weird way, it kind of scratches that same itch as Animal Crossing. Like, it's just nice, but it's also fundamentally more challenging. Like yeah, some of the, the, the platforming, the battling, just yeah. finding some of the rarer um, upgrades. You, you can and be items. stuck on a boss for yeah. hours. Yeah, very, that, very much so. in, in the current climate, that's not the stress that one needs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it is beautiful. Yeah, excellent. Um, we are going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the stories on gaming. <laughs> Izzy, if one of your goals for 2020 was to get a new job in the video games industry, where would you start? I've no idea, but I'm sure you know. Well, I would head to Skill Search. It's their mission to match top talent in the games industry with studios searching for their hard-to-find skills. Well, what makes them so special? Well, their skilled team of niche experts immerse themselves in the world of those they work with, mirroring the studio setup. Oh, and they've just celebrated their 30th birthday. Ah, Are they UK-based? No, not at all. Um, They have a global reach working with clients and candidates across Europe, Asia and North America. And, you know, because of their global network in an industry where people willingly relocate for the perfect opportunity, they're skilled not only in helping people find their dream job, but they're also relocation specialists too. They even include city guides in all of their job listings. Okay, that's awesome, but... How do they know for sure that my skills match their vacancies? Well, Skillsearch understands the people they work with and have excellent insight into the game's job market thanks to regularly attending industry events and their Salary and Satisfaction Survey. In fact, the Salary and Satisfaction Survey is now in its sixth year and they've just released this year's report, which you can check out on Gaming Magazine. Okay, I'm sold. Maybe I will start job hunting in Skillsearch. Well, go check out skillsearch.com to start looking. There are hundreds of jobs online right now. Okay, I'm off. Wait, we have the rest of this podcast to get through first. Too late. I'm going job hunting. Welcome back. Uh, We're still here in the studio. Um, I am joined still by Matt. Still haven't died. Still haven't died. Um, Still at arm's length. Um, So, yeah, the... Not a single cough yet. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That, that, that was a laugh, not a cough. Um, and we are basically now going to be talking about the stories that we're reading on gaming. We are saving one of the big stories that we've been reading on gaming uh, for our big topic at the end. So we'll come back to that one. Uh, I'm going to kick off. Um, and for those of you um, who watch Dragula, which is the horror version of RuPaul's Drag Race, um, the winner of season two, Bitch Pudding, um, who is a big fan of the magazine. Uh, shout out to Bitch. Um, <laughs> just in general, just just, just, just bitches a, in general. Just the phrase, shout out to bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, she, in this crazy time that we're living in, is doing an amazing thing. Uh, I'm going to say tonight because it's obviously this comes out on Friday um, at six p.m., uh, seven p.m. Pacific Standard Time, ten p.m. Eastern. So I'm, I'm afraid that's like stupid o'clock Saturday morning. Three a.m. Something like that. Um, yeah, th- she is hosting GMT. a digital drag show on Twitch, on her Twitch. 
Um, she is being joined by Alaska and Rock M. Secura uh, from Drag Race, uh, Van der Van Arden Pinchy from Dragula, and many, many, many other talented kings and queens from around the world. This is going to be an amazing time. Can, can I just go on a little bit of a, a, a Drag Race like pet peeve tangent? Go on then. So, so everyone seems to miss the pun on Rock'em Sucker's name. Mm. Like it's based on Rock'em Sock'em Robots. So it's 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 not Rock M Sakura. It's Rock'em Sakura. Rock'em Sakura. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I I don't know what that means. Rock'em Sock'em Robots were like the this toy. They, they were bigger in the oh, US. Oh no, wait, I do. And like they, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 on the trigger that you, yeah, and, and they would, you they pull would the trigger and they punch. And you try and knock each other's yes, head off. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. So, uh, so that's that's the pun. Rock'em Sakura. Rock'em Sakura. Who we're interviewing in Game Magazine. Plug, plug. Hopefully, um, it could be out actually by the time this podcast comes out, but I'm not guaranteeing that. So it could also be next week. So a little plug to that and hey to Rock. Uh, Yes. So um, tonight, Friday, um, 7 p.m. PST, 10 p.m. EST, stupid clock in the morning, uh, UK time. Uh, There's a $10 suggested donation uh, to watch the show. Um, Give what you can support the queens they don't genuinely don't have a job at the moment all the bars in america and most of the ones now in the uk are closed um each of the queens performing um like i say that there is over over 20 odd people uh on this on this show each of them are going to have their own tipping mechanism uh built into this as well so venmo or paypal or cash app or whatever else they call these things because um, america's banking system is prehistoric Yes, exactly. Yeah, you can't just yeah, don't even try and tap and go. Uh, tune in at twitch.tv forward slash bitch pudding. I'm going to spell that. It's B I Q T C H P U D D I N. Bitch pudding. The Twitch Q is silent. Silent Q and knock the G off the end if you're pronouncing it properly. Uh, so that's that. Uh, Matthew, what have you been reading? Um. So we talked about this a couple of weeks, a couple of podcasts ago on the one that I guess hosted, the um, localization drama mm. surrounding Persona 5 mm. Royal. So mm. in the original um, release, one of the characters, uh, Ryuji, gets uh, all but molested yeah. by two very stereotypical yes. uh, gay characters in um, downtown Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Um, which uh, doesn't really fly. Um, so for Persona 5 Royal, which is uh, the enhanced version um, that's just come out, or oh, sorry, no, he's about to come out. Yes, uh, 20-something? Yeah, it's, it's very soon, because um, the embargo on the stories and stuff lifted uh, Tuesday this week, and Kenneth, whose article you're referring yes. to, was originally in line to do a full review for us, um, but because Persona is massive, um, and because also it's weirdly so f- the, the the embargo lifted so far away from the release, that we thought we'd give him more time uh, to keep playing to do a Makes full sense. review. Um, but he has he he's given his thoughts basically, and this is what you're commenting on. He's given his thoughts on the issue specifically around this kind of patching. Yeah, so his article is um, localization can't make Persona 5 Royal inclusive. Um, And it's interesting to highlight that in Japan, this scene still wasn't changed. Yes. Um, It's Atlas West that's um, massaged it for its localization to make it less uh, troublesome. Yeah. Um, So you've got... Uh, originally, the, these two caricatures uh, were just nameless um, figures, uh, and now they've been given names of um, Angel and Julian, and they now um, just kind of approach Ryuji and say, you would make an amazing drag queen, let's go and doll you up. And it, it's a little bit like Cloud having to cross-dress in the original uh, Final Fantasy VII, um, but it, it, it's still really uncomfortable. Like, it's I still get... really icky, and there's still, regardless of their motives, they're still two very offensive, stereotypical uh, queer men that have been put into this thing for absolutely no reason. Mm-hmm. And the fact that if you know what it's patching, it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what it's patching and you're just playing the game, it's, it's still going to be equally like, oh, well, this is a bit... It's in the 1990s. It's uncomfortable, yeah. 
it's like, yeah, there's still going to be bits of it that are really uncomfy because they're still talking to a kid. And, and the, if you read the dialogue exchange, um, the kid obviously is is un, is, in, um, is undercover in character, and he himself is expressing um, discon- discomfort with this with this exchange um to his partner and the partner is sort of saying like you still have to you need to go through this you need to stick with it etc etc and it's like it's just a very unnecessary segment that doesn't really appear to have any great need for it being there Mm. the the really awkward thing is uh as kind of highlights in his article the the overriding theme of persona 5 um is sticking up for the underdogs um but because of i sense japan's real world discomfort with homosexuality um it fails to actually meet that that marker for supporting the underdogs when it comes to representing a real life minority yeah it's 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 distracting that a game as you say that is designed to sort of celebrate and stick up for underdogs yes um it, it lets itself down almost immediately with a group that I know it's changing. There was some news, I think, last week about um, Tokyo's now uh, recognizing uh, same, quality, same, same yeah. sex marriage, which is good, a great start yeah. from the bigger city. But equally, they're still, as a nation, still have massive problems with this. And obviously, we, as sort of media types, talking even to games companies yeah. out there, um, you can just get stonewalled. Yeah. Um, so I think it's it's. It's uncomfortable that a game that set out to try to do good has still ended up doing bad. Yeah. And even when they patch it, it's still like, couldn't you just cut it? Do you know what I mean? Like, if Atlas West really wanted to sort of stand up for us and really want, couldn't you just cut it and go, we're just not putting this scene in there? So many of our shows, and, and they're sort of, I say our in a very horribly sort of Western kind of way, and I apologize for that immediately, but so many Western shows get translated over. I mean, all the Disney stuff. Mm. All of the Disney stuff that now has to be done. And yes, okay, they're flying the little rainbow flag of equality with a lesbian kiss or whatever. But it's in a perfectly spliceable scene Mm. that when they send it out to Singapore or Japan or wherever, that can literally just get lifted out. Small C conservative countries, yeah. Small C conservative countries. Um, That can literally just get lifted out without being hugely impactful. Why couldn't Atlas West just just take the scene out? I haven't played it, so I'm asking this as a genuine question. Is it intrinsic on the story? Could they just get rid of it? Uh, so I've not got to that okay. part of the game in my playthrough yet, so I can't speak to that. Um, I don't know um, if editing it out would be ideal, though, because then on one hand you just open up the the Western publisher to claims of censorship um of interfering with authorial vision i kind of feel like massaging it so it's not like an outright predatory stereotype is probably the best solution to the to the problem um and one that you know in the long run we may just have to put down to cultural differences yeah to go on to one of our, our famous tangents though i think with the the disney um selective editing uh that's going to be very interesting with uh the eternals coming out later this year because two of the core characters mm. are going to be gay mm. a male couple and one of the actors um did an interview recently saying that there's like um uh, an emotional integral scene involving uh him and his character's husband interesting um I hope that doesn't they might mean pull it's a fire emblem. Well, I hope that doesn't mean it's going to be a, a kill your gaze, well, like touching an emotional thing. That one. But, uh, but so it I, might also be a fire emblem where they manage to sort of massage it into like we're just good friends who hold hands, kiss. No, no, uh, they're they're confirmed as okay. as gay and married. Cool. Uh, they're they're going to be Marvel's first on screen same sex married couple. Uh, heroes so, as well, rather, heroes <laughs> as well, rather yeah. than the sort of background action. Of, yeah, there's a gay. Yeah, um, but. Again, like how overt that is, how mm. easily it might be editable or removable, or um, perhaps they'll they'll do like alternate takes for different territories. True, um, as we saw well, with what yes. they they've already got precedent for that. Iron Man three, uh-huh. there was um, extended scenes in China for the Chinese market um, that that weren't in the the main like American or international yeah. release. Absolutely. So it, it wouldn't surprise me if they start doing regional specific cuts and maybe these characters will just be good friends in 
yeah, later releases. Exactly. Yeah, do do the sort of kissing love scene and then cut. And I was like, right now, can you just drink tea? <laughs> <laughs> um, other stories. Um, I'm I'm gonna blow some smoke up your ass, and I'm gonna say that I've been reading your Animal Crossing New Horizons review. Which obviously we talked about earlier in the show, so we're not going to harp on about that for too long. But please now regale me with the highlights of Animal Crossing New Horizons. <laughs> so, um, the, the, it's more of the same, but that's not a bad thing. Mm. Um, the Animal Crossing series has always been one that's kind of like slowly molded over time with little upgrades here and there, and that's kind of what New Horizons has done. It's it's everything that people want from more of new leaf which you know came out in 2012 mm. uh there hasn't been a core animal crossing since yeah. um probably shouldn't expect a sequel to this until 2028 at that or that rate um but it you know you you go to a new location in this case it's a deserted island you start off in a tent you owe an exorbitant sum of money to tom nook and you uh start selling his nephews bugs and fruits i was to selling his nephews <laughs> <laughs> it's not that kind of game. Okay, uh, you start selling bugs and fruit to his nephews to yeah. to pay it back, and then it's it's just about being nice. And like, I'm going to get a little bit schmaltzy here, but I think at, at this point in time, that is a really important message. When we're seeing you know supermarket shelves like stripped bare because people are panic buying and hoarding and not thinking about the impact it'll have on other people a game that tells you you know maybe just write a nice letter to your neighbors or take them a gift or just be kind is really really important on a serious message in this in these times please go and do check on your neighbors i mean don't necessarily go into the house and cough on them to check on your neighbors but bang on the wall hold a basket up to the window Hold a sign up. Do a, like a love actually with the sign boards at the, at the door. But or not something. as creepily as love actually. Certainly not as creepily. And don't do a Boris Johnson doing love actually. That was weird. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sort of, I'm, I'm, I said at the start, I'm, I'm beyond excited. And obviously that there are new aspects to this as well, particularly with crafting. Now, um, people in, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how this goes. Because people from, uh, listeners from past episodes will understand that my, uh, my love-hate relationship, mostly hate, with crafting and the idea that i have to sit there building crap all the time just to use it but i'm I'm led to believe it's a little softer crafting yeah it's it's not minecraft style where you've just got infinite freedom to make whatever you like out of you know stacks of dirt yeah i I sort of meant like the fallout kind of crafting which is like taking ages to collect screws together and just do one bloody thing well it's a little bit like that but there's so there's set recipes they're called for objects that you can craft um which will start out from being like a fishing rod and you just need some twigs um and then you'll start picking up stones and you can use some twigs and a stone to make a a flimsy axe and then you can start hacking at trees and getting more wood to build more like Mm -hmm. firm wood to get more and tools break as well don't they tools break but the, the more stuff you get you can make sturdier ones yes but the there's never um there's never really much of a dearth of material. Um, one, the, the the item early on that took me the longest to gather was um, iron ore, okay. um, which, you, mild spoiler, you need, you'll need 30 of those at one point, so don't go through them too quickly. Right. Um, and because the world only spawns uh, boulders for you to harvest the ore from randomly, some days it might not pop one up, so then you can't get any of that day. So th- there's a little bit of a lag on that front, yeah. but but generally, it it's just th- there's no penalty for not getting anything done in a certain yeah. time. You know, if it if it doesn't spawn a boulder that day, mm, so bad. Go and gather some fruit, sell that, talk to people, and said, you know, you, you, everything will be there mm. later. It's it's fine. That's cool. um, and there's also, I mean, I know in your playthrough you haven't got to that far yet because. One thing I understand is that they sort of grade in certain abilities. Um, so you're stuck on your little island for... Well, you're stuck for the, the first sort of few hours of the... Well, a lot of hours of the game, but one of them is terraforming. Yeah. That's you're, the new you, thing you as get, well. You it? get eventually a license where you can sort of reshape parts of the island. Um, the, the comparison in New Leaf was you could do city ordinances, so you could uh, put in new bridges or... Um, put down like a, a city bench or stuff yeah and it, again it's just it's just like a nice little gentle 
build your village, make your friends, mm-hmm. um, be be kind. It's, it's a kindness simulator. Very good. That's what we need right now. Mm. More kindness. Um, lastly, and this is kind of like something that I wrote, but I know we both went to it. So what I'd like to quickly talk about um, is an article that I wrote about uh, our Doctor Who escape room. I'm still angry about that puzzle. Yeah, tell me about it. Now, this is um, something I forgot to look up. For fuck's sake, what was it called? <laughs> A Dalek Awakens. Yes. So this is the second Doctor Who escape room that's uh, hit the UK. The yes. first one was Cybermen themed. This yep. one is called uh, A Dalek Awakens. And uh, spoilers, it involves a Dalek. Yes. Uh, but it's all wrapped around uh, Jodie Whittaker's Doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, she actually does some voice work to guide players through at various points. Yeah, uh, we should say, so this was a fully licensed one as yeah. well. This this wasn't sort of someone in their back room going, I've got a Dalek. <laughs> this was actually a license from the BBC. So you have Jodie Whittaker um, doing some great voice work. Nicholas Briggs doing Nick the Dalek. Nick Briggs doing the Dalek voice. So it's all very, very authentic, authentic props, et cetera, et cetera. Um, sorry, you were saying it's set on a ship. Um, I yeah. assumed I was going to say, because that's what I was going to say. It's set on a ship. <laughs> it's set on a ship. You're stuck. There's a Dalek that's about to awaken. Ah! Yeah, there's 10,000 10, people on the ship. Um, you're crashing. Uh, standard Doctor Who fare, basically. And, yeah. there's, and, there's, and there's a Dalek in the corner. Now, this was my first crack at an escape room. It was only my second. It was your second. So you were already 50% ahead of me, 100% ahead of me. Um, can't do maths. And I... How do I feel about it? I was I, fine. Do you know what? It was fine, and I, I mean that in a nice way. I, I don't, I haven't done an escape room before because I didn't feel the need to do an escape room. It's not my cup of tea. It feels a bit like corporate team building, to be honest with you. Mandatory fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Forced family fun, and it just doesn't sort of ring my bell that much. And I have to admit, once I went into it and I got into Tom it, Nook's got all your bells. Exactly. Yeah, that bastardy raccoon. Um, and. Once I'd sort of got into it, once we sort of settled into the rhythm, I actually, for the first few, for the first 20 minutes or so, I think we were ticking along quite nicely. It was, mm. it was, it was good fun. There was a team of four of us. There was the usual, we, I, there, we cannot tell you, obviously, about the actual With intrinsic the, the spe- nature. The specific puzzles. The specific puzzles, but there's a lot of sort of uh, basic finding, a bit of scrabbling around, um, finding loads of little bits, solving the odd little puzzle. So I've only got a, a baseline of one to compare yeah. it to, but the one I'd been to previously, which conveniently enough had been two weekends prior at a friend's stag weekend oh, cool. uh so it was like you see, it was that already is why i wouldn't do an right. escape room because it, it that's forced family fun again let's all go and do this together yeah. no don't do that but um so the one i'd previously done it was sort of a world war ii great escape themed one um and that one was very everything was there ready for you to explore and put together in your own time um Whereas the Doctor Who one was sequential. Like you had to solve one puzzle to move on to the next one. And there was a sequence of a certain number of puzzles less than 10 um, in order to kind of complete the experience. And and that's where the problem was, Mm. wasn't it? And and that's where we fell down was we did out of the number of puzzles. I think we got to number two, three, three. Yeah, so, so we'd done one and two, relatively simple in mm. 20 minutes. So we were averaging like 10 minutes a puzzle. You had an hour, uh, I, hour. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, you had an hour to sort of solve puzzles. And, and, and then the, probably... the third one was like hitting a brick wall. Yes. Yeah, it was. Because, again, can't go into too much detail, but normally with um, puzzles in the skate rooms and stuff, there, there is a number of, uh, there's sort of like a logic test or something. Mm. And this was the logic test. And, and to complete it, you had... Far too many variables. Far too many. Like mathematically, so you you had to match two things out of a far greater number than two things. Yes. And mathematically, the potential variables were into the high hundreds. High, oh, at least. Like, at least, po- if, you think, if you think about it, because it wasn't even one with another. You had a lot of things to compare. I hate being this vague. I'm, I'm going to fall over somewhere. We, I, I, I apologize. Even, even we might be getting a bit too specific now. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. You had a lot of things to compare and you have to sort of pair them up basically mm. and you have to find the winning pair mm. and and that ate up far too long the the, the really frustrating well, we had 10 th- minutes left to do the last number of puzzles mm. and that was just like we was and the, the problem was at the end of it when the guy explained how you do it um i felt like we'd have got there because some of we were kind of getting there with some mm. of the, f- the the frustrating thing was because it was 
sequential with all, all the puzzles you couldn't have other members of your group working yes. on other stuff at the same time yes. it's as soon as you hit that brick wall yeah everyone was just stuck kind of like twiddling their thumbs and the problem was as well like, sort of geographically almost the fact that that one puzzle was very much in the corner of the room let's say so there were like i say a team of four i don't recall how many people they actually allowed i think it might have been four or six even what the hell are those other i mean this 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 puzzling question i think it occupied you and me but mm. our sort of friends that were there um they're just holding stuff they're just us. holding stuff because mm. it became like a sorting kind of challenge almost so really it, it just sapped the energy out i got bored and then from that point onwards you'd lost me mm. and i just didn't have any i still had 35 minutes to go and i'd sort of i'm like i'm done mm. like I'm, i sort of I, I was enjoying it this unfortunately tells you about my gameplay style. I was enjoying it while I was winning. <laughs> and, and I was enjoying it while I was doing stuff. And then when it got hard, and bo- I just got bored. Is this also where you mainly play Lego games? Yeah, that's exactly why I do this. And, and it's a serious thing. Um, I play video games to relax. Mm. I don't get relaxed. I don't get relaxed. I, I, I'm not relaxed by challenge. Competition. Mm. Yeah, by challenge or, or failure. Um, it, that sounds stupid, but it's it sort of... I mean, a bit of a challenge is fine and a bit of a puzzle is great, but part of my sort of, I, I derive fun from success. I derive fun from succeeding and, and, and beating challenges. I, I don't derive fun from being stuck on a boss fight, having to do it 50 times for mm-hmm. three hours. I, that's not fun. That's why crafting doesn't really work for me either. I don't want to have to go around collecting up all this bloody stuff that doesn't appear all the time. That's just crap. Anyway rant over um yeah so that's that was a doctor who escape room um overall i sort of marked it down as a bit of fun and i think it was and i, I think with a couple of modifications it would have done i think it did really well mm. i think the build quality was great i think it's also worth flagging that we did play a uh, sort of a pre-access version so yes. uh this could be potentially refined yeah they, they were taking on board comments as well mm. weren't they and, yeah and, they, and the, there are sites in uh, birmingham and reading Yes, let me just confirm that. I'd, I'd got the thing, thing up ready to talk about it. Sorry, my fault. Do your research. You're right, Birmingham, Reading. Um, yes, and coming soon to Norwich and Basingstoke. Um, you can go and check that out. Um, check out the other Cyberman one as well. Um, just go and Google Escape Hunt, um, which is the company that runs it. Um, so yes, that's... That's my other my other story that I've been reading from both of us. We're going to take a short break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about survival. <laughs> dum, dum, dum. Okay, I couldn't resist that one. Welcome back. We are here for our last segment, uh, which obviously is our big topic. Now, we can't escape the fact that the big topic this week, of course, is coronavirus um, and all of the ongoing crises around the world. Regarding that, and we do genuinely, sort of jokes aside, um, advise you to follow the guidance issued by your local governments, your local health authorities. Um, Batten down the hatches, we'll get through this, and yeah, it's going to be a tough time. But be kind. And be kind, yes. Let's also use our brains. Use our brains and be kind. You don't need that extra roll of toilet roll. You don't need... 24 cans of beans you don't need 56 packets of dry pasta yeah, I, I, okay sorry i'm i'm trying to be kind but i don't get this whole thing about dry pasta and toilet roll <laughs> i mean at least you can eat one of them yeah true toilet rolls lovely <laughs> <laughs> um we published a story this week uh ed i should say we will we ed published a story this week called the gaming magazine guide to getting through 2020 um It's a great, great guide to how to get through tough times via the medium of games. Now, there are various segments uh, based around playing together, um, playing online, playing in isolation, and playing sort of for your relaxation slash mental health. So we're going to expand on Ed's selection. Please go and do check out Ed's selection online. He's made some great picks. Um, And I'm going to do, we are going to do the same here today. Um, playing together with others. Um, obviously, as as Matt told me off air, this isn't about. We're not suggesting to please don't go out and just range random parties. Don't invite strangers around to your house. Well, don't do that anyway. But um, 
this is mainly about people that are living together, families, housemates, housemates. friends, people who are genuinely all in this together, couples even to some extent. No, they are in, they are in it together, but obviously couples, these are more sort of multiplayer games. Now, my suggestion here is um, obviously Nintendo. Um, you have Mario Kart, um, great, great game for mindless play. Um, also uh, for destroying friendships. Yeah, yes. Certainly, it, it's certainly, a, uh, yeah, it's certainly a game that's going to test your um, your friendships while you're sort of stuck in the same house as each other. Three, day, um, three days later, you'll be uh, crossing past in the kitchen. You're like, you <laughs> shot that bloody spiny shell at me. <laughs> Um, also in the Nintendo stable um, is Mario Party as well. Um, a great way of spending a couple of hours. Despite my previous rantings about Mario Party, which is mainly about the fact that the, the arbitrary point allocation at the end, just skip that bit. That's what I've taken to do. Play the game, achieve and do your best, and then take the final scores before they start randomly allocating points at you as the real score. So the victorious person is the most skilled at Mario Party rather than it being someone who tried hardest, looks nice, smells nice, or whatever and stupid reasons they just arbitrarily uh, dish out stars for. So yeah, I think I'm in the Nintendo stable for this. Um, how about you? Um, I would throw out Overcooked, probably at this point Overcooked 2, yes. um, which is just manic co-op fun. Um, if you anyone's not familiar with it, uh, you're a chef, uh, which you know, sometimes you're also a panda, as you do. Um, as you do, um, well, panda chef in <laughs> Panda <laughs> Express, if yeah. you will. <laughs> um, you have to, you know, gather ingredients, chop them, cook them, prepare them. But the the kitchens are on like floating lava beds, or that you're hopping between hot air balloons, and it's just ridiculous, uh, and also ridiculously good fun. Um, and because it's co-op, the, there's less of that like three days later kitchen hatred because somebody threw a blue shell up there yes yeah it's less competitive and more cooperative yeah. isn't it i mean ed's suggestion um sort of in the similar kind of vein was snipper clips um which is actually two players playing on one switch control which i find really sort of intimately fascinating not great for social distancing um who must snip each other to solve various puzzles so again cooperative mm. rather than competitive play so there's a lesson for you um gaming online with friends now obviously online gaming i'm going to point you all back to the gaming discord gamingmag.com forward slash discord um where people are starting to organize uh little tournaments and little sort of stuff to play on there you can find we swap out switch codes we swap uh swap we swap uh, other codes and stuff as well so switch psn yeah xbox live, xbox live um whatever the Steam. pc one is yeah um <laughs> And, you own a gaming website <laughs> and the pc people too um no so we uh yeah so discord do that but no so the online gaming my obvious one would be over would be uh, overwatch um there's still some life in it yet i mean interestingly on the last podcast alex was talking about how the fact there isn't life in it but ironically now we're all stuck indoors i think there actually might be some life back into it again again drop in drop out play some games shoot some people um yeah that would be my sort of suggestion so I don't uh, have time to play online. Uh, quite you don't a lot. have any friends to play online. <laughs> I don't have time to play. Um, but uh, one of my housemates uh, speaks very highly of Ark Survival Evolved. Um, There's an irony in there somewhere. Um, so uh, you've got giant dinosaurs. You're on an island. A little bit crafty, a little bit survivally, a little bit shooty, I get the impression. Mm. Um, so without having played it at all, but just hearing my housemate either swearing or celebrating his <laughs> uh, friends online when he's having play sessions, that seems like a good show. And talking to dinosaurs, obviously there's Monster Hunter World as well. Um, again, big open landscape, running around, shooting up dinosaurs, collecting bits and, and getting each other's way. Mm. Um, Elder Scrolls Online? If you want a, uh, a sort of more traditional MMO, more traditional yeah, sort of Final MMO Fantasy kind of way, Star Trek Online. Yeah. Um, the, the but that's not so much with friends. That's more MMOs, and you're you're an anonymous face in also, a crowd, aren't you? Also, you have to factor in that um, for a lot of the longer running and more successful MMOs, there is still a subscription fee, yes. and as people are. Uh, either having to or being forced to isolate, uh, that's going to have an impact on people's income. Yep. 
Um, and it's so, going to be really interesting as well um, about people's server space and server capacity. Mm. I mean, Nintendo went down. Xbox yesterday. Live has gone down recently as exactly, well. Exactly, yeah. Cool. Um, moving on to games for total isolation. Now, obviously, um, this is the more serious part. We are being advised currently um, about social distancing, isolation, not going out if you don't have to go out. I know there are certain countries um, where you physically are not allowed to go out. France is in total lockdown. Italy is still locked down. Um, and my understanding is there are cities now in uh, the US that are going the same way as well. Seattle, I believe. And I believe there's a decision being made in the next, I say the next 48 hours. It's possibly by the time this podcast has been released, people in New York um, will have been in lockdown too. So isolation, very important. The right game will get you through this. We've obviously spoken at length now about Animal Crossing and the like as a way of getting through isolation. You so need let's just skip over that. Well, like, go play some Animal go and Crossing. Play some, obviously good. go and play some Animal Crossing. Yeah. Have Tom Nook rip you off. Shitty bastard. At, one thing I will add <laughs> is the, the good thing with Animal Crossing is that it's... Um, it's almost got like a forced timeout. Like you'll get to a point and yeah. it's like, that. you know, I, I can't find any more resources. Yeah. I've spoken to everyone today. Yeah. It's time to just save and come back to it tomorrow. But it's it's a good game to come to keep you going day after day over the course of seven to 21 days of isolation. Yeah, exactly. And, and obviously if, if, if sort of getting buried in a game is your thing, um, then Sims actually is a really, really good one. I mean, you... I, I had to stop myself from playing that when I was younger because I was I was not revising at university. I was building fabulous families on Sims. <laughs> um, and yeah, you can sink hours into those games. Mm. So that's a good recommendation. Um, and also, if you wanted something a bit more sort of storytelling, that's, but it's still a game that you can get lost in, uh, Red Dead 2 would be my big, recommend, big recommendation on this Virtual one. Virtual and literal isolation. Literal isolation, you're in the Midwest. Um but instead of, I guess the benefit of it as well is the fact that not only is it a great game to play with some really good story and some good skills and some good fighting, but also if in the times where maybe we can't get to nice, pretty places, um, the, the the graphics and the, the the design of Red Dead 2 is just beautiful. Um, go and just go and walk, <laughs> go and walk your horse in nature, <laughs> um, and and yeah, just go and enjoy those views. Do some crafting, do some shooting of rabbits. I really want Rockstar to patch in a Tammy Brown inspired character who's just like <laughs> walking some children through nature and it's, is just as terrifying as the real Tammy Brown. Well, Tammy Brown sort of crops up if you go into some of the woods at night because um, you get all the sort of no, that's um, Slender Man. Oh yeah, of course it is. Yeah, well, never mind. Um, yeah, so that's that's my sort of recommendation for a proper game. That if, if you just get get into that list, you know, everyone's mm. got a list in their heads of games they wish they played. Now's the time. Mm. So I think um, for total isolation, um, if you if you're gonna have day upon day to just pour into games, um, it's a good time to work on your JRPG backlog because anyone who's into gaming, certainly anyone who's reading gaming is probably going to have a bit of a penchant for um, JRPGs. It's a good time to get into them. You've got Final Fantasy VII Remake coming out soon. Yes. Uh, Persona 5 Royal. Yes. Um, Despite the bit we talked about. Queer controversy yeah, aside. Put that aside. Um, I'm still personally going through Tokyo Mirage sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've got like a massive backlog of JRPGs that... Um, like got wild arms on the ps1 i still haven't touched well, so like yeah. I'm, I'm good for a while on that front yeah. personally but they're they're story driven they're typically single player they last for ages you can get lost in those worlds um really great for just being locked away for a week or so and regular listeners will understand when i say this and i don't mean it ironically i do mean it actually play fire emblem i do mean that in a sort of um non sort of shitty kind of way you know my usual sort of things about fire emblem but in in this instance i i do appreciate that the fire emblem games you can get lost in them for hours um so yeah do you have my permission with love just while this crisis is happening to play fire emblem once it's over burn all the copies (laughs) um while we're on a, a serious note um i think it's worth putting a shout out to uh exercise either exercise games um ring fit adventure if you were lucky enough to track down a copy because they're gold dust now um or even games like uh arms on the switch we fit if you've still got a Wii knocking yep. around 
if you're going to be shut in or even having your movements severely restricted for who knows how long, um, letting yourself just kind of lay fallow for however long is going to be really bad for your health anyway. If you can do some exercise at home um, via video games or just doing some, you know, push-ups and stomach crunches and some skipping in the kitchen or something walk up and down the stairs if you live in a house yeah just to keep yourself active that will be hugely beneficial yes um and this sort of links into what we're going to talk about in just a second but mental health wise as well um try your best to steer clear of um oh i hate using fake news but try and steer clear of sort of all the room the rumor mill around social media there is far too much of that so i was talking about this on my my personal facebook earlier i'm seeing so many people sharing unverified stories and they'll be credited to an nhs worker or an italian doctor or a japanese health minister never named never linking to a verifiable source and it will all be bogus uh facebook is quite rightly um deleting or blocking or warning that these kind of posts are bogus but please, please, please do not share anything that even vaguely looks like COVID-19 advice yeah. if it's not named and linking well, to, to be a honest verifiable with you, just don't set. share it. Let's, let's take it back a couple of steps. If you need to go and find advice on anything, to be honest with you, going to Twitter or Facebook should not be your first port of call. Mm. Twitter and Facebook are always built as a social media, therefore being social on. For getting advice, particularly around your personal health, please, please, please just go to nhs.uk forward slash coronavirus or even, what, I can't remember what the CDC one is off the top CDC. of my head. CDC.gov, I think. CDC.gov. Um, your local authorities, your local health authorities, wherever you live will Search always the world, have... Uh, world Health Organization. Exactly. Listen to the WHO, um, the band, then then go and get the advice. Um, a doctor... No, um, and just get that information from the horse's mouth, from your, your actual governmental mouth don't just keep posting stuff around i saw somebody posting like oh i've stocked up on all these things today and one of them was ibuprofen or advil as american uh, listeners will be calling it i think that's an american brand name yeah but most yes you're absolutely right but most advil is a asamphetamine basically what we we in the uk call ibuprofen um and then Im- immediately afterwards, 101 people jumped on them going, oh, you shouldn't be using ibuprofen because ibuprofen is a whole thing about you shouldn't do that for the virus, blah, blah, blah. And just do Tylenol and paracetamol sort of thing. And I'm like, well, okay. yes, okay, but where did that come from? Let's Can we inspect where that logic has come from? So this is this is the whole thing. Social social media, ignore it. Try to limit your amount of news as well. This is the, this is the first crisis we have lived through. With, globally. Globally with... 24-hour rolling news and social media and you might as well stick a bleeding death clock on the wall watching the number slowly tick up because that is literally all all 24-hour news is doing to you Mm. it's just constant you turn it on and it's like the coronavirus has now claimed this and you don't need you honestly you don't need to know you just need to know about you your family and your friends and your community and your community the lgbt community your local community whatever community you're in try to exist in your little circle whoever's in that circle that's who you need to care about right now moving on to talk about games that are better for your mental health and i think this is really important we obviously talk about animal crossing stardew valley fits into this sort of thing as well general life farming creative sort of simulators that you can just lose yourself in that don't have any pressure that don't have any uh sort of high stakes involved um these are the sort of games and i'm gonna say lego um because it's of course it's my go-to but i I go to it for a reason um it's my decompression game it's the game that you can just go and have some fun in and there is never a a moment in it that you're going to rage there's no sort of crisis that's evolving in there um the most you'll the most you'll get frustrated is the fact that you didn't get enough coins in that level so you gotta go and do it again um (laughs) And I think these are the games now uh, that we really should be getting into if you're not already into them, obviously. Yeah. Um, right, I'm going to slightly double up here because uh, JRPGs are what I play when I've got some some downtime. Um, and I, I do find them very relaxing just to kind of invest in a, a long-form story. Um, it's akin to reading a book. Also, go and read some books. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah. but if, or, 
from a gaming magazine that's based on the website and playing games, put them down. <laughs> put them down and just go and read some nice books. Yeah. Or some magazines, physical magazines, cartoon stuff. Um, and yeah, go and, go and just do sort of some non, some mindful activities as yeah. well is probably always a good thing. Um, so yeah, that's even just having like a Sudoku app on your phone yep. or something, just something yep. to kind of keep you active, but also help you switch off a little yes, bit. Exactly. Um, okay. So that's, I mean, that's our sort of survival guide. Um, I wish I could end this on a more positive note. I can't. Um, we as a website and as a podcast will be existing. We will carry on. We will serve. We will provide entertainment, light relief, um, the games world, luckily is one of the industries that will not be affected by this um to most of extent obviously live events are sort of being limited live events and retailers are going to be yes. hit but digital distribution digital, of games digital, is digital distribution really i mean the the number of people playing on steam i think yesterday um traveled or something mm. or whatever it was um so the games world is there for you it's there for everybody um please do sort of think about obviously non-game stuff as well um take some time away um and yeah we are going to continue to entertain the podcast will continue uh we're going to go virtual this will be the last time that we're probably sat in a studio for a while so the next time you hear us in a couple of weeks time it'll be a new format um i'll be swearing about skype or whatever yeah we're, we're working on the technology solutions behind that as we speak um but there'll be, there'll be more voices from now on there'll be we obviously record these mostly in birmingham sometimes in london um and we are obviously limited by the people that are in the room. Um, now we're going to be talking to people from all around the world. Um, we have some of our uh, American contributors on. We will absolutely on. have some American contributors on. Um, and if we can get the time right, we might even get an Australian one on as well. Um, so yes. So look, like I say, this we will get through this. This is not the end time as much as we joke about it. Um, be strong, stay strong, be a community and be kind. And we'll speak to you soon. And wash your hands. And wash your hands, you dirty bastards. Okay, take care, bye. Bye.